Hey. Well, welcome this morning to our uh, New Heart Worship Center broadcast and telecast. You can pick up our uh, video on YouTube and on podcasts, uh, Anchor FM, New Heart International. Uh, you can check if you've got apps or your podcast apps on Apple and on Google. Uh, you can pick up, just type in New Heart International or uh, Anchor, you can say Apostle Buford, and uh, you can pick up the broadcast, that, uh, and I've got a list of them that I've been putting podcasts up for the last three or four or five weeks, and so we're going to continue on. This is the part, part four. I've been preaching and speaking prophetically what God is doing in the year 2020 and beyond, and uh, it's, uh, it's been flowing from 2019 into 2020, and this is part four when I'm talking about this is a the year of the mouth of God, the breath of God, the zoe of God, the, I'll be a mouthpiece of God. But this message is called the eyes to discern evil and a mouth to declare truth. Uh, I was uh, meditating and I'm, we're going to be really digging in on, you got, the, you got your tape going in the wrong direction. Uh, we're going to uh, talk about the fourth part of this. Uh, uh, eyes to discern evil in the mouth. I'm really digging into Second Chronicles 20 and 20. The year 2020, so we're going to talk about 2020. But as I was looking at it, there's uh, some uh, scriptures I want to look at before and give you an overview of what God is uh, wanting to speak to us as we step into this year about keeping your mouth shut and knowing who you align with and who you're talking with and how to discern evil and being around the wrong people. Um, in Second Chronicles 18, we're going to back up to 18 and just take a little look at it. Uh, needed a sermon for wrong alignments. You get the wrong, wrong lawyer, the wrong uh, consultant, the wrong uh, hookup, the wrong friend, and it can cause you a lot of damage. So you've got to be wise in your friendships and relationships. Second Chronicles 18, verse 19, uh, uh, verse 29 to 31 says, And Ahab, the king of Israel, said to Jehoshaphat, I would disguise myself, and I will go to the battle. But you put on your royal robes. So the king Ahab of Israel disguised himself, and they went into the battle. Now remember now Elijah uh, 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 had dealt with Jezebel, and, and then God said, anoint Elisha in your stead, and Jehu to be the king, and Jehu was going to deal with Jezebel. Well, they, Ahab disguised himself. He, Jehoshaphat got in league with Ahab. We know that Ahab was wicked and Jezebel was wicked. It's a wicked, perverted spirit. It's the same spirit that's been over America, over our, our government for the last uh, 40 years that Jezebel controlled. Ahab, when they had the uh, Bill and Hillary in there, that was Ahab and Jezebel. Uh, we know that spirit was over a lot of corruption, a lot of things. So Je Je Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, hooked up with the king of Israel and said, well, can you come help me fight? And Jehoshaphat didn't ask God, should he get hooked up with Ahab? And so Ahab said, I'm going to go into the battle. I'm going to take off my kingly garments, but I want to go into battle, but you put on yours. And then verse 30 says, now Syria king had commanded his chariot captains, fight not with small or great, but only with the king of Israel. So they were out for Ahab. He said, don't worry about anybody. Just catch him. Get him. Get Ahab. Let's let our king. Now, remember, right now, 
there's a war going on in Syria. You see how everything just comes back around again. There's a war going on in Syria right now. And Trump is saying, I'm not going to get in league with you guys over here because there's no profit in me fighting with you. He's doing some wise stuff. And when the captains of the chariot saw Jehoshaphat of Judah in his kingly garments, they said, it's the king of Israel. They, they mistake Jehoshaphat for the king of Israel, for Ahab. And they were going to go after Jehoshaphat. So they turned to fight against him. But Jehoshaphat cried out, Lord, help me. He cried out to the Lord, help me. And God moved them to depart from him. In other words, God intervened and caused them to stop chasing him. Then, verse 32, when the captains of the chariots saw that it was not the king of Israel, they turned back from pursuing Jehoshaphat. And a certain man drew his bow at a venture and smote King Ahab of Israel between the lower armor and the breastplate. So the king said to his chariot driver, turn, carry me out of the battle for I'm wounded. And the battle increased that day. However, the king of Ahab and of Israel propped himself up. Notice this now, he's wounded. Propped himself up in his chariot opposite the Syrians until evening. About sunset, he died. When you're dealing with Ahab and Jezebel, they will frame like they're wounded. But they'll try to make you believe that they still are in the battle. He wanted his troops to see him sitting there in the chariot to keep the battle going. Even though he was dying, even though uh, 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 in America, Jezebel didn't win the election, she's still standing there trying to act like she wants to run again and she can beat Trump again. That spirit doesn't quit. It keeps coming. And so when we talk about Ahab, we always sometimes we get the misnomer that Ahab was a chump. He was irresponsible. He was a mama's baby. But he was a warrior. He was a fighter. He went to battle. So don't think that Ahab don't know how to fight. He can fight. But he preferred to let Jezebel run the show. And so we need to repent for evil covenants. So many believers have evil covenants, evil connections with people, and, 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 and Jehoshaphat got in trouble because he got into an evil a covenant. And uh, uh, Jehoshaphat, 2 Chronicles 19, verse 1 says, Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, returned safely to his house in Judah. After he cried out to God, God made him stop following him. He went back to, to Jerusalem. Jehu, the son of Hanani, the seer, God sent a prophet, a seer, went out to meet him and said to Jehoshaphat, should you help the ungodly and love those that hate the Lord? Should you help the ungodly and hate and love those that hate the Lord? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to charge you that you've got to be careful in the next 10 years and with who you witness to and who you get in touch with, if they're so evil, you don't want to be messing with them. You don't even want to be around the ungodly. When you get an opportunity to speak to them and then they really show you who they are, you need to walk on away. Don't get connected to those who are ungodly. Don't help those that are ungodly that are marked to go to hell. You got to be able to have discernment. So I'm praying this morning that Lord give us discernment on who to be with, who to witness to, and who to step away from. 
Because some of these folks got some demons in them that can mess you up. And so you want to be, have discernment, do that. And it says, because of his wrath, of this, because he hooked up with Ahab, the wrath of God has gone out against you. God got mad at Jehoshaphat for hooking up with a person without asking him first who to be in covenant with. Mm. It's like Jehu said, invite all the prophets of Baal. I'm going to show you how to worship Baal. And he closed the door and he killed all the prophets of Baal. He wiped them all out. And that's what Trump is doing in the swamp. These folks are jumping ship like rats. They're, they're leaving politics. They're getting out. They're leaving the news, news reporters and everything because there's so much corruption that's being un, 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 un revealed that they want to get out first before they find, people find out how corrupt they really are. When they start seeing this evil covenants that have been taking place with, with, with everybody's son who's in Ukraine getting billions of dollars and they have no skills in what they were doing. All of them are being exposed. Read the news, read the news, what's going on over there. Biden's son, this one's son, this one's son, none of their sons have any skills, but yet they're on boards of directors in Ukraine and getting billions of dollars in oil money. And it's being exposed. Trump is exposed. These folks are mad at him because he's exposing the wickedness that God wants to cleanse out. Because there's going to be a shout in the earth of redemption, a shout of joy that the end has been destroyed. So we repent of evil covenants, Lord. We repent of evil connections that we have. We sever it in the spirit realm that our forefathers, our ancestors, whoever made covenants with the devil, every idol, every false idol, every false uh, uh, generational curse, we break it this morning in the name of Jesus. We're going through stuff and I say, why is the devil after me? And then you figure somebody in your bloodline that did something stupid in the covenant with the devil and you're getting beat up for what they did. No, we break it this morning. Amen. We break it. It's time for God to raise up righteous judgments in America. You notice what's happening. The president is putting in righteous people in judge positions so we can get the right ruling. That Roe versus Wade, I'm here to tell you, it's going to be reversed. It will be reversed. I guarantee you by the word of the Lord that that, that, that will be reversed. We'll be killing all these babies. And kill all our generals, all our leaders, all our productive people, people that could have been great in the earth realm, and then wiped out millions and millions and millions of, of babies for some blood for the, the, the idol of Baal. Second Chronicles 19, 4 and 5 says this, Jehoshaphat dwelt in Jerusalem, and he went out again from among the people from Beersheba, to the hill country of Ephraim, and he brought them back to the Lord, the God of their fathers. Now God was mad at him, so and God said, I'm not going to kill you because you did some good things. You pulled down the bale of Ashtoreth and stuff like that. So he went out and got his brothers, the other brothers and sisters, and a revival broke out and brought them back to the Lord. He appointed, look what it says, verse 5 says, he appointed judges throughout all the fortified cities of Judah, city by city. Verse 6 says, and he said to the judges, here's the judges, and I'm speaking this to the judges of America, as a, as a recorder on the, he said, be careful what you do, for you judge not for man, but for the Lord. And he, and he is with you in the matter of judgments. Verse 7, so now let the reverence and the fear of the Lord be upon you. Take heed what you do in the Supreme Court. 
and in the lower courts. Take heed what you do in the city courts. Take heed what you do in the state courts. For there is no injustice with the Lord. Now I prophesy that justice and judgment is coming upon America. And so there cannot be any, there's no injustice with God. Or partiality of taking bribes. So we expose the spirit of bribery and corruption that is in the judges in America. And they're replacing some of these judges. We've seen in the last year or so, some of these judges that were arresting young black boys for money and sending them to prison for monies. And, and they, were, they were accusing them and making all kinds of excuses to arrest them. They're finding out these judges were wicked. Verse 8. Also in Jerusalem, Jehoshaphat, certain, certain Levites, here he's dealing with the church now, the priests, the heads of family of Israel, to give judgment for the Lord and decide controversies. When they of the commission return to Jerusalem. So now let the righteousness come. I, I prophesy that God is exposing the judges and he's putting in righteous judgments and justice and righteousness shall be prevailing in America courts. You'll be able to get a fair hearing and a fair trial. There'll be no more racism, no more schism, no more preferred uh, uh, partiality in our justice system. God will turn it around. God's going to turn it around because he is with the judges. And there'll be a justice and a judgment upon the judges. So he appointed these judges and said, make sure that you judge rightly. Because God will be angry with the judges if they don't. So now we want to see, as we're coming into this place, now how you deal with a bigger opponent. How you deal with, 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 the, with the enemy that surrounds you. That comes around you to, to pull you down and you feel like you're surrounded. And, and every bill is at you and every bill collector is at you. And every issue and every problem that you can come, think of is coming your way. Second Chronicles 20, I'm going to continue on. Now we go to Second Chronicles 20. Here's still Jehoshaphat. Now notice this. He said, after this, the Moabites, the Ammonites, with them, the Meunites, came against Jehoshaphat to battle. Now he already made a bad covenant. God was angry at him. So God calls these people to come against him. It was told Jehoshaphat, a great multitude has come against you from beyond the Dead Sea, from Edom, and behold, they are in Hazan, Hazazan, Tamar, which is in Engedi. And Jehoshaphat feared. Now here you come the enemy. But you need to understand that the Moabites and the Ammonites are a type and shadow of perversion, uncleanness. These were the Tribes that came out of Lot's daughters when they had sex with Lot. Incest. The Moabites and the Ammonites came. We, America is indulged with, with all kind of perversion coming at us. And they, they want to take away the church, church tax thing and status. And one of these politicians want to do that. And all this crazy, stupid stuff. Let them have their taxes. We just pay our taxes. God is God anyway. If you're really a church, you don't need to be under the government. It's really you're in covenant with the United States government when you're 5013C. They have a say so, and what you do with your taxes? So you don't need to be in it. We don't even need to be. We need to be the church. But they came against him, and Jehoshaphat was feared. He surrounded all the, not only did the Moabites come to Ammonites, and some of the other folks came too. Perversion and, and, and homosexuality and pedophiles and gay sex, and all these people began to surround him and his, and his kingdom. 
Verse, uh, verse 4 says, Judah gathered together to ask help from the Lord. So the first thing you need to do is ask the Lord for help. When the enemy surrounds you, the Lord, this is too much for me. I need help. Will you help me? Even out of all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord, yearning for him with all their desires. So you got to go after God. When you get in trouble, you, it's time out now to play. you got to be serious. Lord, I need you to intercede, intervene, intercede in, in this matter. And Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem from the house of the Lord before the new court. And he said, oh, Lord. Now here you got to begin to remind God of the covenant. You got to remind God of what he said he would do for you. Are you not the God in heaven? And do you not rule over the kingdoms of the nations? Is your, in your hand our power and might so that none is able to withstand you? Did you, Lord, didn't you, uh, didn't you, uh, God, didn't you drive out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and gave it as an inheritance forever to the descendants of Abraham. He's your friend now. Remember, he's, so he's reminding him, hey, you know, there's a covenant connection here. Uh, Abraham's your friend, and didn't you give us the land? Isn't this our inheritance? Aren't you God of all nations? Aren't you God of all kingdoms? Lord, ain't you, hey, Lord, they talking about you that you ain't nothing. Then he said, he said, they dwelt in it and have built you a sanctuary in it, in your name. He said, your name is over this church. Your name is in this place. We done built you a place, and he's reminding them of everything. I mean, when you got, when you got to get down in intercession, don't be, don't be afraid to stop reminding the Lord of all the stuff that he's supposed to do, how great he is. How, see, you got to tell God how wonderful he is, how great he is, how powerful he is. You're not dumb. The Bible said, the word says, Lord, that your ears are not deaf, and your hand is not too short to reach down, and your eyes are never closed on your, on your, on your children. And I'm reminding you, Lord, that I have a covenant with you through Jesus Christ, through the bloodshed blood of Jesus Christ. I'm in covenant, and the curse has been broken and now I got all these issues coming at me. I need some help from the sanctuary. Send an angel down or come down yourself and see about your child because I'm your child. I'm crying out to you. Amen. I'm surrounded by everybody and every enemy and every bill and everything. They're going to take my car. They're going to take my house. They're going to take my position. I ain't got no job. I need a place. You said take no thought for these things. Or you know I have need of them but I'm asking right now. Then he says in verse 9 he said now Remember now, Lord, if evil comes on us and the sword of judgment or pestilence or even famine, we will stand before this house and before you for your name. Remember now, your name. Above your name. Your name it's nothing above your name. Your name and the symbol of your presence is in this house. And cry to you in our affliction you will hear, and you will say, I got to find me an altar. I got to find me a church. I got to find me a place where he is, where his name is, and I'm going to cry. They say, you hear, and you hear me, you need to, you need to save me because I'm in trouble. So you got to ask, you got to seek, and you got to knock, yeah. and you got to fast. Yeah. He called them fast. He said, I want everybody fast. Dogs fast, cat chat, sheep fast, cows fast, everybody, donkey fast, everybody gonna be fasting on this one. I mean, we surrounded by perversion. We surrounded by these enemies that want to destroy us. And Lord, you're the God of all creation. You're the God of all kingdoms. Didn't you give us this land? How are you gonna let somebody come in and take your children's bite? 
You know, if somebody stole your child's bike, you go back and get that bike. So God's going to come back for us. There's a perverted attack in the end times that we're in. We're in the end, they say end times, but it's not really. It's a season uh, uh, that the perversion has gotten so strong and, and the perverses. He said, verse 10, he said, now behold, the men of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, whom, now, now you wouldn't let us invade them when they came from the land of Egypt. Whom they turned from and did not destroy. Remember now, Amnon and Moab were cousins to the Israelites. Lot was still Abraham's nephew. Okay, so these are cousins. And God, when he brought them out of Egypt, he said, y'all can't go mess with them. You can't go fight them. No. In fact, they were the ones that wouldn't let them go. The Amalekites and Amnon, they wouldn't let them go through the land. So God said, don't go over there. I didn't give you that. Leave them alone. They're your cousins. Leave them alone. So now, when, when you get blessed, all your wicked cousins. How many got some wicked cousins? <laughs> Anybody got any wicked cousins? <coughs> you don't even know they're your cousins until you get some money. Not even your cousins. But they're the wicked cousins because you, you don't even want to invite them to the house. Or invite them to the picnic because you know what's going to happen. Just leave them alone. Leave them alone. Those, those, they my cousins. I don't know them. He said, now he said, you wouldn't let us fight them. Now here they come. They didn't see that you didn't bless us. They seen that we've got our inheritance now. And now they want to come and take our stuff. Be aware. Discern. Don't let your cousins come around. Don't tell your cousins what you got. <laughs> you, better be, you better hear me. Got some crazy cousins out there. He said they're perverted. The perversion is coming. Perverted people. In Matthew, Mark chapter 7, verse 11 says, he said, from within and out of the heart of men proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornication, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness, and evil. Some people got an evil eye. They just want to get over on you. Pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within and defile the man. All these evil things. Oh, we got a visitor. No, let him go fly around. Make some honey. Praise the Lord. <laughs> honey out of the rock. Praise God. But the perversion has come, and, 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 and you got to be careful about evil people who you covenant with. Have an eye to see evil. Have an eye to discern evil. Have an eye that you, you just got to be careful who you get hooked up with. The prophetic mouth in this season is speaking, and it will speak for you in your situation. Second Chronicles 20, verse 14. I'm still in the same chapter, Second Chronicles. He said, and the spirit of the Lord. Now here he is crying out to God. Lord, we're surrounded. Lord, I'm in a situation. Lord, I don't have a car. I ain't got a home. I ain't got this. I don't have, they're around me. They're about to take everything away from us. It said, and the spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel, son of Zechariah, the son of Benaniah, the son of Jeel, the son of Mataniah, a Levite of the sons of Asaph. In the midst of the assembly, the spirit of God came on Jehaziel. Know what Jehaziel means? God has seen. You're just a saint. Just one of the Israelites. 
And the Spirit of the Lord came on him and he started prophesying. He started speaking. As you were crying out to God, God will answer you. As you cry out to God, God's going to put you in a position where you'll get an answer for your situation. Just continue to think. See, it's not your fight. I'm here to say, it's not your fight. 2020 is not your fight. Put your sword down. Pick up your tambourine. Start praising God. When everything comes, everything good looks bad, just go and praise him. Because he's going to fight for you. Praise him. Crazy grandkids, great grandkids, everybody acting a fool. Praise him. Praise him. Second God, because he said, hearken, O Judah, you inhabitants of Jerusalem, you King Jehoshaphat, the Lord says this to you. Be not afraid, be not dismayed at this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. It ain't your fight. You see that? I put a tag team up there. Just tag Jesus and let him get in the ring. It ain't your fight. It's not your battle. It's God's battle. You ain't got to fight with people. You ain't got to back talk to people. You ain't got to argue with people. Just shut your mouth when they come against you. When they rail against you and talk against you. Just be still. Be still. God know how to slap them. You ain't got to slap them. Let God slap them. Just shut up. I'm going to watch <laughs> I'm going to watch what God does to you. Go on and talk back to me. Go on, go on and put me down. Go on and tell me. I'm just, just going to shut up. Because I know who I am in Christ Jesus because I got my shield of faith up and no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Every word that rises up against me, I condemn it anyway. So it's coming out of your mouth. Ain't no spirit anyway. So I ain't going to listen to you anyway. You got to learn how to put your shield of faith up. When people are speaking stuff at you and talking about you, put your shield of faith up. If it's not spirit coming out of them or the spirit of God coming out of their mouth, you don't have to receive what they got to say. But you should have faith out. I know who's speaking now. It's the devil. And I ain't paying no attention to no devil. Devil, you can talk all you want to until you got slob coming out of your snot coming out of your nose. I ain't paying you no attention. God, you hear what they said? You see it. There it is, right over there, Lord. And I'm going to take two steps back. Why you backing up? In <laughs> case the lightning come, it ain't going to hit me because it's going to hit you because I'm, step I'm stepping out of the way of this situation because the battle is not mine, it's the Lord's. Don't let people get you all upset. You got to walk in peace in 2020. I got to walk in joy. You got to have peace of heart. And ain't nothing going to bother me. Nothing going to phase me. I'm in control now. You're not in control. You can say stuff against you, but I'm in control of my environment, what I allow in, what I don't allow in. See, God, here, God's going to locate your enemies for you. You don't have to go chase them down. You ain't got to go look for them. God, in 2020, he's going to bring them to you. He's going to tell you where they're at. He's going to tell you where they're at. Second Chronicles verse 16 says, look at it. He said, tomorrow. Now, he's still prophesying. He said, tomorrow, behold, they will come up against the ascent of Zion. You will find them. At the end of the ravine before the wilderness of Jeru. He said, you, this is where they're going to be. See, God can see your enemies. He know what they're plotting, what they're planning, and where they're going to be. He said, tomorrow you go down to the valley, down in that ditch down there, and, and, watch, and you're going to see them at the ravine. That's where they're going to be hiding at. He said, but you don't need to fight in this battle. I just want you to come and look at them. 
I want you to come, come to the courtroom and sit in the back <laughs> and watch the judge give them their judgment. Uh, you don't have to fight in this battle. Take your position. Come on, you're going to have to take a position. Take your position. I don't want you to fight in the fight, but I want you to show up. I want you to show up. Stand still. Just show up. Stand still. And see the deliverance of the Lord who is with you. You're going to see the ones that is coming against you get saved. You're going to see them get delivered. You're going to see them get set free. You're going to see God break them down. You'll be able to stand back and just watch. You got to talk about it. Just, just go watch. Because they're going to get them up and comings. That's what they call it, up and comings. They're going to get their up and comings. Just stand still. Oh, Judah, Jerusalem, fear not. Don't be dismayed at the stuff that you go through. How many have been through some stuff? It'll, make you, it'll just shock you sometimes. Everything just, what? Lord, what are you doing? Anybody ever told the Lord, ask the Lord that? I have. What are you doing? Don't you like me no more? Did I do something wrong? Oh, I didn't do nothing wrong, but you just want me to go through this. Okay, all right, I'll just go through it then. Well, you, you ain't talking no more? <laughs> How many have been there like, is God, are you up there? I know you're up there. Why are you ignoring me? I know you're there. You got to be there. You said you'd be there. You said you'd never leave me nor forsake me. You just talk, talk, talk. I do. I'm going to see what you do. Not stand still and you're going to go do something stupid. Mm-hmm. Oh, God ain't say nothing. I guess, I guess that means I better go do something. No, just sit still. Let God do it. Be patient. Vengeance is mine. I will repay. Not you will repay. Oh, Lord, let me get in at least a couple of kicks and a slap. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no. Keep your mouth off of them. Don't get your hands off of them. Don't kick them. Just leave them alone. Let them go. You take care of you, and I'll take care of them. You don't need to fight. Why you fight? Put your, unball your fist. Breathe. <laughs> Breathe. Take a deep breath. Relax. Engage your brain before you engage your mouth. Yeah, all right, it's a good one. You know, when you get in the car, you put the key in, then you need to think what you're going to do. Now, make sure, let me check, make sure it's in gear and not in, in park. Let me see, make sure to put my foot on the brake. Then let me turn it on. Amen. You got to think about what you're going to do. He said, tomorrow, just show up. For the Lord is with you. Just show up. I, 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 I don't want to go there because they're going to be there. Get down there. I got Jesus on my side. I don't know whose side he's on, but I got Jesus on my side. I can be at peace because he's, he's fighting my battles. So, 2 Chronicles 20 and 20. And they arose early in the morning. You know, when you're going through stuff, you can't sleep anyway, so you're going to get up early in the morning. Mm-hmm. I've been up all night worrying about that, about how you're going to do this and that. I t- just go to bed. You got problems? Go to bed. Yep. Mm-hmm. They'll be there tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Bright and early. They'll be up before you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been there, so I know what I'm talking about. I've been there. I got a whole bunch. I've had so many things coming at me, and I said, well, what do I do when you got so many? I need this, and I need that. I got this problem. I got that problem. Mm-hmm. Take one problem at a time and deal with it. 
and then go to the next problem and then deal with it. Forget about all trying to fix all of them at one time. Just take one at a time, just fix it. And while you're taking your time, God's fixing the other problems that you thought you were supposed to be fixing. It is true. It is true. You start dealing with one problem, next thing you know, 10 hours going by, 8 hours, you got a problem in the morning, and then by, by dinner time, oh, it's been fixed. I need to tell this to the women all, all the time. Zip your purse. Keep it zipped in the morning. And don't open your purse up. Let God fight the battle. Because y'all are easy touch. Especially with your kids. Mine. Let me get 50. Give me 20. Can I get 10? Oh, it's quiet in here now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, I'm broke. Lord, I need you to help me. Lord, Lord. Lord said, you gave the money to your kids. Why didn't you keep your money? You didn't gave it to everybody else, but you ain't got nothing. Trying to be Mr. Nice Guy, Miss Nice Guy. And you broke a Job turkey now. And they, they ain't even thinking about what you need. You better zip your purse. As my dear said, click, 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 lock it down, man. <laughs> He said, believe in the Lord. You got to believe in what God is going to take care of. He said, I know you have needed these things before you ask. And you shall be established. Believe and remain steadfast to his prophets. And you shall be pushed forward. You shall prosper. My job is to push you forward in faith. Push you forward in blessings. Push you forward. Reveal the, the will of God in your life and push you forward and you shall prosper. Prosperity comes precept upon precept, line upon line, here, there, literally. And prosperity begins to build up and all of a sudden you prosperous. If you, if you, if you read this word and you're speaking this word and you're praying this word, all of a sudden your, your children and grandchildren start doing right things and ain't costing you no money and they start lining up with the purposes of God and, and not getting in all that drugs and all that kind of foolishness and doing it and, and your life you start receiving peace now because now things are starting to turn around in their lives and they're not coming to you begging you and, and, and putting pressure on you and getting you try to carry them they too big for you to carry amen your bones have got a little feeble and a little weak and your muscles have got a little you can't carry them big gorillas on your back any longer amen you gotta let them children go Let them go. Here come the grandkids now. Can you take care of them? Can you watch them for a little while? You ain't doing nothing. Yes, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Grandson got, a, got another dog. They already had one pit bull. Now they got another pit bull chair. I said, you got to go walk your dog. Well, why didn't y'all walk the dog? Y'all ain't doing nothing. <laughs> I ain't answer no dog you should have left the dog at the kennel because I'm not watching your dog <laughs> Lord help my unbelief he said just believe this is how I fight my battles I'm surrounded by you Lord 
You should prosper me. It's in your worship. This year is your worship year. Amen. We're not doing warfare songs right now. We're doing worship. We just, it, I'm just worshiping the Lord, and he's stealing my enemies. Second Chronicles 20, 21. When he had consulted with the people, what are we going to do, y'all? He appointed singers to sing to the Lord and praise him in their holy priestly garments as they went out before the army. God said, you got to show up. Well, Lord, what do we take? He said, put on your priestly garments. Don't even take a hymn book. Just start singing. Don't come out with a sword. Don't come out with a shield. Don't come out with your helmet on. Come out in your priestly garments. Come out in your praise and start giving thanks to the Lord for his mercy endured forever and his loving kindness endures. Tell that song for me, Kirk. Give thanks unto the Lord for his mercy and his loving kindness endures forever. Come on, that's it. What happened to your song there, Kurt? <laughs> what happened to your sound? There you go. That's what they were singing. That's what they went out before the enemy shouting and praising God. And the enemy looking at what they doing out there? They out there dancing and shouting, and we come to fight. Lord, you are good. Turn it up, Kurt. This is the song they were singing. They came out worshiping and praising God in the midst of the battle, in the midst of what was going on. And your mercy endure it forever. Lord, you are good and your mercy endure it forever. See, you don't need to fight in this battle. Yes, from generation, we, we worship you, Lord. See, that focus wasn't on the problem. That focus was on the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. We worship you, Lord. We give thanks unto you, Lord. You're the breaker. You're the Persian. You're the God that goes before us to battle. We worship for who you are. Forget about our enemy. You're good, Lord. You're good. And your mercy endures forever. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. For he is good. And his mercy endures forever. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. For his mercy endures forever. And they sang the song of the Lord before the enemy. Endure it forever. Yes. So while they were doing this, just keep it low, yeah. While they were doing this, in verse 22, it said, when they began to sing and praise, the Lord set up ambushments. He set up ambushments against the men of Amnon and Moab and Mount Seir who had come together against praise. 
See, the devil will try to stop your praise. The devil will try to shut down your praise. But when you start praising God, God sets up ambushes in the spirit realm. And he ambushes those devils that have been vexing your house, harassing your children, harassing your grandchildren, messing with your money, messing with your prosperity, messing with your blessing. God sets up an ambush against that enemy. While they're over at your house trying to tear up your house, you're in the house of God straightening out your house. He said, who came against Judah and they were self-slaughtered. God calls a spirit of suspicion and betrayal against each other. And they begin to look at it. Hey, they brought us out here to kill us. They didn't come out here to fight the Israelites. Let's kill them. They start killing each other. They were fighting each other. The devil gets so confused, they started fighting each other and destroy them. And when they had made an end of the men of Seir, they all helped destroy one another. So two of them, Moab and Amnon, looked at the guys that came from Seir, Mount Seir, and said, these guys, are, they're, they're, they're crooked, they're corrupt, they're about to kill us. They want to attack us. So both of them killed Seir, all the men from Seir. Then Lord had them look at each other. Wait a minute. You set this up. And <laughs> they started fighting each other. And the children of Moab and the children of Ammon began to kill each other. God brought a spirit of confusion down on them because, they, because of praise. He brought, because the children of Israel, began, Judah, began to praise him and worship him and give him glory. And they started fighting each other. And they stand up there praising God. And them guys out there killing each other. That's how important your praise is in, this, in, this, in 2020. How important it is for you to be able to believe God that you so prosper. He said when Jehoshaphat and his people came to take the spoil. When they came to take the spoil, it took them three days. Who goes to a battle bringing all their cattle? And precious garments. And precious things. God set it up. See, God set them up. God set those nations up to come against Jehoshaphat. He set them up. He said, y'all go to fight. And these guys got together. He said, we're going to wipe them out. Man, this ain't going to be no fight. We're going to put on our best clothes. I suddenly go to meeting clothes, put on our diamond watches, my, my Rolex, my diamond rings. They got the earrings on. They got the best clothes. They put their best clothes. They said, this is going to be an easy fight. We're just going in and just wipe them out. And we're going to party while we're at it because we're going to have all those spoils of, of, of their inheritance. We're going to get their stuff. They didn't plot and scheme on how to get their inheritance. We're going to get our cousins' inheritance. So they, they came with much cattle, goods, garments, precious things, which they took for themselves more than they can carry away. You about to step into a blessing this year, it's going to blow you away. All the problems that you thought you had are going to dissipate. Every issue you thought you was dealing with, it, it ain't going to be nothing. It'll be a thing of nothing. When God gets through blessing you but you learn how to let him fight the battle, you're going to see. Okay? So it took them three days, three days of gathering the spoil. Three days. That's a lot of work. So you got to work when the blessing comes. But it's a good feeling when your feet are tired and you got all your Neiman Marcus bags in you. 
and your jewelry and all the clothes. <laughs> you sit down, oh, my feet hurt. Oh, but they're good hurt. I'm going to wear tennis shoes tomorrow when I go shopping some more. <laughs> Be a worshiper, not a worrier. Be a worshiper, not a warrior. What are you worried about? Well, I ain't got enough money. And all I got is my social security. I don't know what. Is he God bigger than your social security? Can God touch the heart of your wild head, big head children to make take care of you? God can take, he can touch anybody. He can do anything. We don't trust him. We got to believe that God said that I'm going to bless you in 2020. I'm going to bless you. Believe in the prophets. You shall prosper. I'm going to bless your household. I'm going to bless you. Don't try to figure out how I'm going to do it. Just know that I'm going to do it. Let me do what I do best. Bless. I'm in the blessing business. I'm a blessing to be a blessing for you to be a blessing on someone else's life. So they begin to pray and worship. Joshua did the same thing. He said, just shut up and just march. At the end, just do a praise, do a shout. That walls will fall down. you got to become a worshiper, not a worrier. All your worry do is make your hair come out and turn gray. Then you got to go to Walmart and get some color. Then try to reverse the curse. <laughs> God help us. God help us believe in this hour. Help us believe that you're able to do above and beyond that we can ask or think. Help us believe that the prophets are prophesying, that the voice of the Lord is speaking in the nation, that this is our, this is our, this is our set time to be prosperous. This is our set time to be blessed. You are going through situations. God is not going to fall off the throne because you're going through something. As the song said, it could be worse. It could have been worse. You could be in the hospital right now with tubes running up your nose. Or in the mental institution. Getting injections and shots. Or sitting in prison. It could be worse. So all of this stuff you're going through ain't nothing. Start thinking about it. You know what it is to sit in a jail cell and you can't go nowhere? So why come out and get all upset about stuff? Let God fight your battle. All you do to do is, hey, put my seed down here, my tithe is down here, my covenant is intact. In I'm serving the Lord and praising the Lord, and all this other little stuff that's going on around me, it don't concern me what I order. It ain't going to add one more hair to your statue. You ain't going to get no more taller, worrying about your children, worrying about your grandchildren, worrying about this and worrying about that. All this worry, I just feel the worry up in here. I bind that worry in spirit. I bind that spirit of stress. I bind that spirit of anxiety. By that spirit of hopelessness and despair. And, oh, what's going to happen? And, oh, when is it going to happen? And how is it going to happen? Forget that. I'm going to praise God. Put on a praise CD in the house. When it get on your nerves, put on a worship music. You don't want them coming around your house, put on a worship music. They won't come. Oh, there they going. Playing that music again. Run them right on up out of there. Amen. <laughs> Run them right out of there. Why y'all always got that music? I can't take stand that now. Y'all always got gospel on, always preaching on it. Just loud. I'm running you devils out of here. That's what I'm doing. Amen. Amen. I'm running you devils out of here. You don't like it? Get out. You demon. I ain't know my number. Anybody that speak against you playing gospel music got to be a demon. They don't love God. 
So you keep pounding at them and keep beating them. That's how you. That's your weapon is worship. You ain't gonna say nothing. Just worship. Just praise him. Hallelujah. Put on some uh, TV Jakes and run them out of there. Put on something and run them out of there. That's all you gotta do. We're worried about strife, contention, and arguing. Amen. Give the Lord a hand. Praise him. Stop right there. I give up, Lord. I praise you. I bless you. Pray my song again, Kurt. I bless you in Jesus' name. You can stop, man. I'm through. Praise God. I hope you uh, got something out of that. That was part four of our series on 5780 2020. <clears throat> God is speaking things and doing things. <clears throat>